of the Ramp Check Podcast. I'm Tony Rumfollow. <laughs> I'm Aaron Rumfollow. <laughs> Uh-oh, the laughs are already starting. What the hell? I'm I'm trying Dude, to be you, professional you here. Sounded, you sounded like a circus, like, announcer <laughs> or something. <laughs> it just got me laughing. That was funny. Anyway, um, yes, I'm here. It's Aaron Rumfollow. <laughs> How's it going, eh? It's uh, Ryan Rumpolo here. I guess we've already got the laughs going early today. Uh, yeah. I'm just... So all I'm trying... I listened to a couple of the earlier podcasts, and I'm like, okay, so in this episode... Yeah. I mean, I know we've only got three to go by so far, but in the first episode, I'm like, hey, it's the Ramp Check Podcast, yay! <laughs> I know. And then in the second I one, I had like my really deep voice because we'd just gone to the jazz playoff game. And then, and yeah. so this time I was just trying to, you know, sound a little bit more professional. And I just want to say, you guys are assholes. <laughs> I know. He I was know. going for a, He was going for greatest showman is what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. I know. Seriously, that's funny. Oh, Speaking of greatest yeah, showman, did you guys see that uh, that tweet from Tom Cruise? Oh yeah, feel yeah, the need. Absolutely. We well, we um, as soon like the second that I saw it, it was it was in it was about a week ago, I think. Uh-huh. Was it last Sunday or anyway? It was it was the evening that he tweeted that, um, but I saw it on his Instagram. And I saw it immediately, and I screenshotted it, and then reposted it on our. Uh, instagram um at ramp check global and you know i was like oh hell yeah here we go <laughs> and it was that. funny because it's like right after we just talked about uh top gun 2 which i guess the official title at least the working title is top gun maverick is that right yeah which i think is lame i hope they change it i don't know dude <laughs> maverick you're such an idiot what <laughs> <laughs> the only problem with that um photo that he posted is it's that that i mean i love super hornets but it's just sad not seeing the tomcats around anymore i know did you see the air force chimed in oh yeah it was so funny said if maverick really had a need for speed he could hop into one of our f-15 and strike eagles (laughs) oh seriously i didn't know i actually sent you both the link i think it was through facebook but um there was a bunch of like the navy chimed in um you know because the air force was it was really funny actually you should read all those funny yeah i wish that it would just be f-35s because well that's the thing is you you wonder like like I'm sure the Navy, you know, really wants to push the F-35. I mean, their C model. I mean, it's not even supposed to be in, in operation, you know, on carriers until I think it's like 2021 or 2022. Right. Um, but um, I mean, they have a lot of them they're testing right now. But well, yeah, but I don't the thing know. is, I don't know how for... that plays into it. It, it, it kind of seems weird though that they would you know, use the F-18 Super Hornets um, and not the F-35 in this big new blockbuster movie, I'm sure, that's going to come out. Right. Well, but, you know, I mean, you've got to have 
You've got to have the flight crews trained. You've got to have the aircraft tests. You've got to have all this stuff before it's mission ready. So the timing of this movie, I mean, if yeah. it's going to be like actual present day, that would fit for the F-35. They're all training down at uh, uh, Coronado, Naval Air Station Coronado. By the way, that's where they're shooting the movie. Oh, are they really? Down yeah, in, down in uh, San Diego. Diego. Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... Um, and then it also, uh, the Navy said that they're also um, providing access to one of the facilities to support the sequel's production at Naval Air Station Miramar, which a couple of oh, us brothers awesome. have been to, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember our, our other business venture that we've had over the years um, um, actually took us down there right on the other side of Miramar. When we took a trip down there, Aaron, to... Coronado Beach, and I know mm -hmm. you were talking about Miramar, but mm -hmm. remember when we were on the beach in Coronado, and we just kept seeing uh, some F-18s buzz us overhead. Oh, yeah. That was so awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. They're filming it down there. We've been to that. I think it was just you and me, Tony, right? Where we went and ate at the Casey's Barbecue downtown <laughs> yeah. San Diego. You never fill. Oh, wait. That was the wrong song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where, where they filmed the bar scene with Goose playing the you know, the piano and everything. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Take me to bed or lose me forever. <laughs> Show me the way home. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. You just need that piano going now. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's 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 going to be cool to see how it turns out. You know, I mean, like we talked about in the last podcast, you know, it's, uh, it's awesome. And I tell you, everybody was going crazy about it on, on uh, social media though and that tweeted out and posted on instagram and all that it's pretty cool oh yeah so when's that set to come out again i know we, we don't want to turn this into another movie podcast but when yeah it's uh, ne it's it's uh july of 2019 oh 2019. that's right yeah, okay. july of 2019. Yep. Oh, yeah. well speaking yep. of movies deadpool 2 guys come on <laughs> i haven't seen it yet <laughs> hey big guy sun's getting real low <laughs> yeah. yeah, that movie yeah. definitely pushes the limit. <laughs> is there any aviation in Deadpool? Um, they do. Uh, there is a uh, pretty awesome uh, skydiving scene out of an aircraft uh, or out of yeah, a helicopter. That's, oh, that's cool. Well, we'll yeah, uh, yeah. I, I haven't seen it yet, so. so don't 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 ruin it. it. They, didn't they, they jump did, out they of a Super Stallion? Yeah, oh, I think cool. so. Something like that. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, you need to see Deadpool before we do our next podcast, brother. <laughs> okay. That okay. Uh, that that uh, parachuting scene was uh, actually one of the one of the coolest I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool. I'm trying you to know, get a straight what's... face. Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, speaking of um, super stallions, you know Sikorsky, who's now owned by Lockheed, yeah. um, delivered the very first CH fifty three K model. Uh, to the Marine Corps on May 16th. Um, oh, yeah, really? That, and, and it is me looking. Just a mean looking machine, dude. Oh yeah, and 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 the K model, the Kilo model, is badass looking too. It's, I mean, it just it lifts more. It's more powerful. Um, it looks like stronger. It's like beefier looking. If you haven't checked that out yet, go on social media or online and and check out Sikorsky oh, and the CH53 for the Marines. Badass. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna look it up right now too. They um, call it they call it the King Stallion, so, and um, the very first one was delivered. It's really cool. So I'm I'm gonna look at that right now because that's like 
honestly, at what air show was it we were at when they flew one of those, remember? And it was doing like these tight turns and oh yeah, dude, that thing's awesome. Wasn't that uh, down at Luke when they were doing the the combat simulation, the invasion or something? That, that was pretty oh cool, no, 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 they, no, they, no, they were using HH. They were using HH sixties. Right. They were using the the Pavehawks. I just I just want to interject this right now. Do you think when they decided they were going to call it the King Stallion, there were a few chuckles in the room? <laughs> no. I don't know why. Am I? Am I? Is my mind not where you are right now? Well, or what? you know, you go to the pharmacy, and uh, yeah, I'll take the I'll take a pack of the King Stallions, please. <laughs> oh, like the cheap cigarettes. No, <laughs> talking condoms, guys. Doesn't that sound like the oh, name of a condom? Oh God! Of course, you're the King goes there. Stallion. <laughs> of course, they probably course. they probably don't take that into account when they're naming their, <laughs> exactly. their so, But I I would have been I would have been the one in the room chuckling when they when they. I'm big sure you would have. Well, that's just yeah. me. So. Well, speaking yeah. of that, um, when I said. Uh, I was Googling the King Stallion. I think it was just <laughs> kind of... <laughs> you were doing what? The King Stallion? <laughs> we should just kind of talk about... Uh, normally when we do these podcasts, uh, we're together quite a bit, but we all kind of live in separate areas. But I'm yeah. coming to you live today from the WJ, the West Jordan. <laughs> the WJ. <laughs> Representing the West Side. <laughs> I was just trying to sound like Tony, like... I know. Coming to you live from the WJ <laughs> out in Utah. Okay, for the record, I never sounded like that. Two ninety nine. Good morning. Exactly. So you should uh, let everyone know where you guys are coming from. Yeah, I'm just I'm in South Jordan. I'm just I'm representing the South Side. Yeah, I'm and, West Side. Uh, I'm a little more I'm just I'm just south of Ryan because we Ryan and I actually live in the Salt Lake Valley. And um, South Jordan and West Jordan are actually right next to each other. And uh, <laughs> our parents moved a lot. But but here we are again. I'm in South Jordan. Ryan's in West Jordan. And uh, Tony, where are you at? I'm coming to you live from the St. Cheesy. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm in St. George, Utah. So, yeah. Yes. And they actually have they, have, they have a newer airport down there. They used to have their, their airport for decades on that on the right. top of that um plateau oh yeah overlooking st george and then they rebuilt the airport kind of out out of ways and we've actually been to a few air shows there they they had, didn't haven't had one in a few years but um it's a really cool airport well we saw yeah, the blue we... angels twice out there right yep yep yep, yep. and then and... they haven't brought any shows back since which is kind of disappointing because it was kind of a cool venue it is apparently there was some uh ill feelings between the uh, local presenters of the air show and whoever, you know, represents uh, the Blue Angels on the air show circuit. So I have a really? feeling that if we're ever going to want to see the Blue Angels again, if you live in St. George, you're going to have to travel somewhere. I mean, it's nice. Uh, we're only we're only an hour and a half from Las Vegas, so we can go down yeah. to uh, um, Nellis and you know, see the big ex- air, Aviation anytime. Expos at Nellis, ex- Aviation Nation. Uh, yeah. down in Nellis. We can catch the Thunderbirds every year. And I, you know, I drive back and forth, uh, you know, between St. George and Phoenix a lot. Our dad <clears throat> lives in Phoenix. My son, Anthony, lives down in Phoenix. 
uh, and his yeah. wife. And um, we obviously, we do, with our other business venture, we do a lot of business down in Phoenix too. But I always yeah. get to, uh, you know, see the, see the aircraft flying at Nellis in and out. And I remember we were driving out to... Oh, where was it? Parker, Arizona for a project and and uh and mm -hmm. you and Ryan stopped. I left after you guys and made it there before because you guys stopped and were watching all the uh the flying going on. Oh yeah, it was so awesome. Wasn't it like a red flag exercise? Oh or yeah, it or? totally was, man. We we literally probably saw like every aircraft almost every aircraft in the u.s air force inventory i mean yeah, fighter bad. wise i mean we didn't see any bombers that day but i mean yeah. we had i mean it was wave after wave of f-15s f-16s f-22s f-35s a10s um, oh yeah it was so awesome and and it was like we're like okay we'll we'll wait for the last you know, wait for one more group of aircraft to come in and land. And, and then they, and then we're like, ah, oh, let's wait for one more. And then we get in the car and then we get ready to leave. And then, oh shit, look, there's four more F-35. So we stop again and get out and, and, oh, you know what? We also saw some Marine Corps aircraft too. Didn't we see the, the, um, Zulu Cobra? Yeah. We saw, yeah, we did. And, and the, um, and the, the Yankee Hueys, the, the Y model all the the latest versions it was that was pretty sweet to see yeah, too. we were like looking around for the giant independence day ufos coming into the sky <laughs> i know i know <laughs> and then we're the biggest nerds because we're like oh look at that here i go here and then we're like calling tony are you almost here because you're like, we're like and i'm like dude we're, we're still in vegas <laughs> yeah but that's all right it makes it worth it do you so remember that time we all you, me, uh, you guys, me, and and Dad went down to the Nellis Air Show for the first time, and and oh, yeah. Ryan, you got so sunburned. Oh, dude, I got the worst sunburn ever. I still have a scar on my freaking nose from my blisters from that day. <laughs> oh, I remember dude. that. Wasn't that a '97? That was the 50th anniversary air show, right? Was it that one? Or was it before that? No, it was before that, dude. Yeah, when I think I got it that was sunburn, the. Uh, that's true. It was. Way I think it was that. the 40th anniversary. I think it was 87. No. Yeah, we'll have to. Figure I think that I was later. about 10 years old, you guys. So that would have been like right around like 90. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to check. We'll have to check the dates on that. But I do remember that. And oh my God, it was so hot, and Ryan got burned crazy. I do remember. And we and we stayed in Mesquite. Um, yep. And, I remember uh, that. And remember being in the pool and seeing those B-52s flying over? Oh, yeah. They were flying so low and fast. I do remember that. Yeah, well, we're going to get to relive some of it because awesome, what's awesome is, is the Hill Air Force Base Air Show. Like, that's like three weeks out. And that's Hill Air Force Base is in Ogden, Utah, which is only about half hour, 45 minutes from where Aaron and I are. Yeah, yeah, the, the Ogden Layton area um, up yeah. north there. Yeah, yeah, it's only it's should... only about four hours and forty five minutes from where I'm at. <laughs> but I'm coming up for it. it. Yes, yeah, Thund we'll... Thunderbirds are going to be there. Obviously, um, we weren't sure at one point because of their accident they had. Um, and then I'm going to go ahead and dive into this. I was just looking at the schedule, and Aaron, they they actually have on the schedule Dan Buchanan. But why don't you tell us what happened? Again? Yeah, it's it's pretty sad up up in Idaho this weekend. Uh -huh. um, um, I believe it was Mountain Home Air Force Base, um, and he was actually uh, killed in Idaho this past weekend, which is sad. Um, 
there's not much out other than, you know, the reports, you know, he just kind of spiraled down and, and hit pretty hard, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty sad. I've, I've seen him perform before in the past and, uh, it's a pretty cool routine what he can do in that hang glider. But, yeah, we, uh, we saw him at, I know we've seen him at more than one air show. Like, Oh he, yeah. Yeah. Many times. Uh, and they always have him like on the microphone, like talking to the crowd. And he's always just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah, it, it always makes me so sad when you've seen someone perform and then you just know, know. they like lost their life. I mean, it says here he's been he did his first air show performance in 1989. Dang. Um, wow. In 1981 was actually when he was paralyzed. So he was in a wheelchair and he was landing in stormy weather. And that's how he lost the use of his leg. Wow. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, it doesn't say here like what he was landing. I'm assuming maybe he was just landing his his glider, his hang glider. Hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, he's I'm been sure. doing air shows since 1989. Yeah, so that's sad. So we won't see him at Hill. Um, and then also on the East Coast, I've never seen them personally, but they have um, a bunch of uh, T6 Texans and or SNJ if it's the Navy version. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, they actually have this really cool routine where they line up and the lead aircraft has like, it's like a computer controlled um, system that types out, you know, words and, and, and symbols using kind of like a dot matrix type look up in the sky. Um, Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool routine, but, but one of their pilots, unfortunately uh, crashed a Ken, uh, Johansson was was the pilot that that uh, was killed in the accident. But uh, you know he was a graduate of the Naval Academy. He was a naval aviator and a professional airline pilot. So sad that you know he's leaving behind his wife and two kids. And but I mean you know these guys are doing what they you know love doing. And uh, other than you know leaving their loved ones behind, I'm sure they're like, well you know. It was pretty kick-ass what I was doing right before I bought it, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I mean, it, if you're gonna go, that's the way to do it, I guess. I mean, it, 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 like you said, it's, it's unfortunate for the family members. Yeah, and and the one thing too, like it seems like all these podcasts, like we're always bringing up accidents or this and that, and it's not because like we're so focused on it. It's just yeah, aviation just doesn't get enough recognition. I think when when somebody does you know, somebody perishes, somebody gets hurt, some, you know, I, I mean, airlines are always doing a good job at keeping people safe. You know, there's nothing cooler than seeing like an F-22 Raptor demonstration. Um, right. You know, aviation keeps us safe. Aviation, you know, is commerce. Um, aviation saves our lives, you know, with, with you know, the medevac, uh, you know, helicopters and fixed wing. And, you know, it, it's just, I just love aviation so much and I want everybody to just understand, you know, Hey, if you love aviation, let people know, like promote it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost kind of like a, like a family within a family, you know? And yeah. And, and yeah. even the people that aren't as into it as we are, cause obviously, you know, we're doing a, a podcast about it and we're yeah. starting our company ramp check global based off of that, even though it's going to go into some other, industries as well but you know i i do think you know especially like when something happens in the news it's not always accurately reported we just right you know part of what we're doing as well as we just 
it's also part of the record straight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just yeah. You know, and we're not going to cover every single little detail you know, of everything, but we'll try to cover what we can. So. And, you know, talking about this and speaking about this and safety and everything, it actually, um, I can kind of segue into uh, a ramp experience, uh, working the ramp. Um, I can remember um, years ago, uh, and Ryan, you actually were working with me um, at this time when we were working in Salt Lake City uh, for oh, Millionaire. No, kidding. <laughs> I know, Exactly. <laughs> But uh, um, one of the local, um, um, you know, medical flight companies out here, um, they have a mixture of helicopters and fixed wing um, aircraft. And uh, it was our job to always fuel the aircraft or helicopters as they came in um, and push them in the hangar if it was a fixed wing. And usually the helicopters, if it was the summer, which in this experience was during the summer, that helicopters would actually go back to whatever hospital that they were based at or wherever they were staged. Uh, one of the aircraft came in. It was a, it was a King Air 200, really nice aircraft that they used. And um, we fueled it and pushed it into the hangar. Uh, the pilot, it was like two in the morning or whatever. And the pilot went up, went to bed. Um, and we were just kind of buttoning up the hangar. And I noticed something odd about one of the, the, the prop um, blades. And I went over and I looked and there was this piece of metal, like it was embedded like two inches into the blade. <laughs> and Jeez. I remember thinking, um, yeah, that's not right. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, so I actually went up, knocked on the door, woke the pilot up and told him, I said, Hey, I, there's something wrong with, with your, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so we went down and he looked and he's like, Oh my God, you know, I probably would have noticed it in a pre-flight, but you know, it's like, you don't notice something as, you know, as simple as that, you know, at night and, you know, there's only so much light on a hangar ramp, you know, right in front of, you know, a hangar. But, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was interesting because it's like he then recalled, you know, I noticed there was a little bit of vibration in that engine on the way in, but it wasn't like anything to really be alarmed about, but he's like, Oh yeah. I, wow. And so they took the aircraft uh, out of service until it was repaired, and uh, and then they use it again. So, but that was just you know kind of a cool experience as far well, as that goes, just helping out with the safety aspect, you know, on the pilots. Well, it brings up a uh, a really good point. You want to, if you're out there working on the ramp, if you see anything that that appears to be unsafe or you don't feel good about or you know the the hairs on the back of your neck go up because just something doesn't exactly. feel right you need to say something because yeah, i mean what if <clears throat> what if it was nighttime and these guys get called out for another run and the you know you tow the aircraft out of the hangar they do a quick walk around because they've got a quick right. thing and he doesn't notice that. He right. doesn't see he that in the it. blade. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're reading in the headlines that one of the local hospitals lost to King Air. Yeah, I know. And it's true. It would have been. Oh, yeah, and it would have well, been on my conscience, like, because had I not said something, I mean, I had to say something. When yeah. I saw that, I'm like, I don't give a shit if this pilot's going to be a dick because he's tired and asleep. Because I know he's <laughs> going to be professional enough to go. Thank you for showing me something that's such a safety issue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think when I first started working the ramp back in the mid nineties, like 
there was a little bit of a stigma of like rampers or line guys being afraid to say anything to a pilot. But I really think over the years, as things kind of evolve and, you know, accidents happen, it's become more of a stigma of like, you know, you see anything or if there's anything at all, just report it. Like, yeah, if anything, yeah. just report it. Even if it's nothing, it, it's better. It's better to report it because, you know, I mean, I've worked with guys that never would report anything. And then when you like talk to him about it being a big deal, they're like, what? that's a big deal. And then I've talked to guys that are like, Hey, sir, you have a little bugs, a little bug that blew <laughs> yeah. up on your, on the leading edge of your wing. Would you like me to clean off it? You know? And so know. there's a little, there's a little bit of, there was a stigma early on, but you know, you just, if you see anything or anything at all, just, just report it and it's not going to hurt anything. And that's, that's what we want. We just want people to be safe out there. Right. Well, yeah. And, I mean, the know, worst thing, the worst thing they're going to do is they're going to look at it and it's not a big deal. Exactly. Yeah. The, yeah. If it turns out to be nothing great, if, right. if it's something then then, you know, you're almost like a hero about it because you know, somebody could get hurt or die and, and you know, it's, it's just, it's just the whole thing that we've talked about before. Just take pride in what you're doing and just pay attention. And You know, you'll get a reputation of paying attention because that's what it's all about on the ramp. You work in the ramp, you have to pay attention all the time. Yep. Um, you know, because people get hurt, people damage things, uh, you know, just not paying attention. And, you know, well, it's, you uh, it's, it's so important. It's a sick feeling when, which has happened to me more than, a couple of times when you know you were kind of the last person that those people saw because you know yeah i've worked a few aircraft charters charters meaning the the smaller aircraft where you know pilots close up the door and when they're pulling that door you're the last one that they say hey have a good one and i'm there to roll up the red carpet and say goodbye and then hours later you hear that they crashed and you're just like damn man it makes you feel a little sick to your stomach and then you're just hoping and praying that you know they can figure out what happened and why it happened and so it doesn't happen again so well you're also probably running through your mind all these different scenarios and what you did it's like oh shit did i did i secure the fuel cap did i do this did i do that you know you 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 immediately think because because even though as a line guy, I mean, obviously the amount of service you're going to do to that aircraft is very limited. You know, you're not going to do any mechanical work. You're not going to do any of this. You're not going to do any of that. But, yeah, you know, there's there are surfaces on the aircraft that you touch and that you affect. Um, right. I mean, I remember, I think we're probably talking about the same King Air, Aaron. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, the King Airs uh, for de-icing they have the rubber inflatable boots on the leading edge of the wings and right. and they and and what happens is when ice starts to build up that's detected there's an indication in the cabin that they uh they flip a switch and it's not it's not heat that melts off the ice but it's these pneumatic boots and they inflate and it bursts the ice and it goes off of the wing yeah and, and, the, and that's 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 what the black is on the leading edge of those king airs that it's those right. boots right the yeah. black rubber uh looking leading edge on the airplane well i just remember every time you know talking to those crews you know we had to put the mat down on the wing and like don't touch the leading edge don't touch it don't right. touch it 
And, right. you know, as a line guy back then, I'm, you know, 19 years old. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to touch it. But I didn't know why. I didn't care. And yeah, well, I was, and if it was where yeah. I worked, they never used a damn mat like they were supposed to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was a little punk. But, I mean, if you think about it, you know, you could stick something sharp into that leading edge accidentally or, like, yeah. maybe yeah. maybe hit it with the fuel nozzle. Um, oh, and the other big thing was is we couldn't rest the hose on the leading edge. We had to, like put the hose over our shoulder or hold on to it so it wasn't on the... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, oh, yeah. Well, but, that's why... But there's a reason behind all that. Pain in the ass, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which it is. is a reason. Which is funny we talk, we talk about it because you're absolutely right and, and you're, you're dead on, but over the years, I remember so many times just seeing guys that were even experienced line guys just not really giving a shit about all that and it used to just bother me so bad, like... I watched a guy, he'd worked out on the ramp for two or three years and he was fueling a beach jet. Yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't see the meter and I'm just doing my thing out on the ramp and I look over and he's leaving the nozzle on, laying on the wing with the thing oh, inside the gosh. tank and he's walking over to the meter and looking and walking back and I'm like, okay, maybe he's only going to do that once and I see him do it again. <laughs> and so finally I just walk over there and I'm like, Dude, what are you doing? He's, and he was just like, what? What am I doing wrong? And I'm like, are you serious right now? Like, so yeah. thankful that the pilot didn't see what was going on because uh, I know I'd get my ass chewed out. But Or that you know, hose you got drugged, so drugged the nozzle off the wing or something, and it would have damaged the aircraft so bad. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, but, man. But, but, you know, that the, the whole thing is – and this is actually really smart for, you know, those working the ramp and even the training managers, like, um, or even if you're a pilot listening and, and you need to explain something to the line guys, like explain to them why don't just say, don't do that. Exactly. Like, explain it, explain it, say, say, Hey dude, let me tell you something. This has to be done this way because if you don't do it that way, then boom, this will happen. And just explain it, explain what can happen because then people will visualize in their mind and that's how they're going to link learning that experience is going to be, okay, well, I actually had somebody explain to me why you don't do something a certain way. And, right, because, because it if, doesn't get done enough. If they don't explain it, you know, and the pilot comes up and says, you know, well, you need to put a mat down and don't let the hose rest against the leading edge. You know, when I was working for Majestic way back when in the line shack, uh -huh. you know, that King Air would pull up and like, oh, there's the King Air with the asshole pilot that just, you know, <laughs> hey, know. grab the mat, do this. Uh, but because you don't know why. So you just assume they're just doing it to be jerks. You know, it's like you said, just explain the reason why. I learned so much as a flight dispatcher. I mean, I had to anyway to get my dispatch license, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, sitting and, 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 in the uh, in the dispatch office, you know, in flight operations, coordinating with maintenance and crew, and the the fuel planning, and you know the regulations oh, yeah. and this and that, yeah. I, I learned so much that there, just one little teeny tiny problem, can snowball into a huge problem. And I mean, thank God we didn't have any accidents when I worked there. Um, yeah, but we had a yeah. few. Um, you know, there were a few incidents and scary moments that happened. Um, 
but I learned a lot from all that, you know, just from everything. But when you're, yeah. And when, and, and, and when you're dealing with professionals, you know, a lot of times, you know, those, you know, those issues or incidents or whatever, you know, they're dealt with professionally and how they should be. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I can remember, um, when I was de-ice operations manager, um, and I was learning, um, all these different, um, you know, ways something had to be de-iced or inspected or whatever. Um, and American airlines, they were still flying, uh, MD eighties in and out of Salt Lake city all the time. And like, you have to do some major inspections on those things along with the pilots. Um, because in the past they've had tendencies, of ice breaking off the wings and actually being ingested into the uh, engines, oh, yeah. uh, you know, cause MD eighties, I'm sure, I'm sure anybody <laughs> that listens to this knows what MD 80 is, you know? Um, but, uh, but it it's was a bigger DC nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a long, a stretch, stretch, uh, fuselage, but, um, what I'm, what I'm getting to is that whole point about just explain and then it makes sense. Well, on the, um, on the wing, um, in front of the engines, um, there's these little triangle, um, shaped, uh, designs that are painted on there with, with the rough surface and, um, where it's painted, um, and then it's smooth where it's, where um where it's not painted if i can recall right yeah that, no, that's you're what it right. is because because in my head right when you're going there yeah what went what went right to my memory is rough smooth rough smooth yeah rough, rough smooth. smooth exactly and so yep. i think what it was 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 the white was rough and then the black was smooth yep and, and you had to and take the, these big long pvc poles and yep exactly the ice it you had to fill it and it had to fill rough, smooth, rough, smooth. Cause if it was all smooth, you would still, you would have some ice that you. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Cause if you didn't feel the rough smooth, exactly. And all you felt was smooth. It meant that there was ice there. And so, but I remember when I was going through the training, they kept focusing on, you know, the rough smooth and the pull and everything. And I finally was just like, just go into like, why? And they're like, right. Oh, because yeah. It's, it's ice buildup. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Like, it was just that simple. <laughs> I just want to use that as an example because sometimes when you're training people, the obvious isn't obvious to everybody. Exactly. And so you need to explain it to them. And, well, and, and especially and, when your, your managers are hiring a friend of a friend who just graduated high school that doesn't even know what an airplane is or something like that. Well, and that's what I mean. You know, a lot (laughs) of times on the ramp, you're hiring somebody with no experience Mm -hmm. and they're probably, you know, 18, 19 years old, so they don't have a lot of life experience either. Right, exactly. You know, so it just just makes sense to take a second and explain why. Right. And this yeah, is why we do it this way. It's not because my, we right. want to keep you busy, so we know you're earning every penny of that six fifty an hour. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. I know. my favorite part when I would train is when I'd go through the hangars and we'd just look at some aircraft and it would be like the whole, you know, well, what's this? You know, a P-tot tube. No, it's a P-tot tube. No, <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding, but 
<laughs> you know, my favorite part would be when you'd have these young kids and you'd be like, so how much, if you were to knock this pedo tube off, how much do you think that would cost? You know? And I used to always kind of be able to tell how careful and, and how someone was like, I don't want to say raised like they were raised poorly or anything, but just maybe what they were around or what they grew up with when they would say, you know, I don't know, maybe like oh, 50 bucks or something, you know, like, yeah. like a headlight well, they did, or they, something. They didn't have, they didn't have a lot of respect for things. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and you just have to be like, yeah, no, it's not only is it going to be a little more expensive than that, but someone could die if you damage it, you know? Like, <laughs> right. right. There, so, there have been aircraft that have died with, you know, like uh, uh, people that have died in aircraft where the crews did not remove tape on static ports because they were cleaning the aircraft. Yep, right. yep. And we've, we've, I've actually seen a few aircraft that came out of our detailing that have had that had. Yeah, tape on and them. that's and, scary. That's and scary. And we had to remove that. And and you know, yeah. and and you just have to explain to these guys like, look, I'm looking out there and they're leaning on the wing because they're tired or they're leaning their back up against the fuselage you just have to be like look dude like yeah that that thing you're leaning on costs that owner anywhere from five to fifty million dollars you know <laughs> yeah i don't well think they and, and want you and, leaning on it and just to replace that pedo tube or pull a dent out of the wing leading edge or the side of the aircraft is going to be more than you're going to make in a lifetime as a uh, line agent. <laughs> so, I know. Right. I know. It's true. I know. There's gotta so. be a way that we can figure out how to, you know, get line guys paid more and, you know, and get yeah. these companies to, to pay more money to have their, cause I mean, I realize and I get it, but, but there's, there's gotta be enough, to pass around for everybody to be taken care of. And, you know, a lot of the line guys, I mean, you just can't raise a family. You can't do anything working the line. And it's too bad because it's so much fun. Oh yeah. But I, I tell you, I... go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Ryan. I was just going to say, I, I think I've said it in a past podcast, but if, if I could make a really good living off of being a line guy, I would do it for the rest of my life. Cause that's how much fun it was, <laughs> but it was, it just wasn't worth the pay for the amount of hours and the weather you had to work in and the things you had to put up with. It just wasn't yeah. worth it. But being, yeah. I mean, there's a reason I did it for 15 years and it was because oh, I yeah. loved it's it. So fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why we're here trying to make it better for everybody trying yeah. to make it safer. Well, um, and, that's and why we total, that's why we formed ramp check global. That's right. You know? We've got these, uh, we've got these amazing, uh, wearable safety devices that are just, yep. they're just going to blow everybody away. And, you know, Ryan, you were down here with me in St. George the other day and, uh, uh, we saw all of those runners doing that nighttime, that moonlight madness 5k race. I mean, holy crap. Just, <laughs> I, I, I can't talk too much more about this, but I'm just, yeah, I mean, it's when you guys see the going... product, it's, it's going to blow everybody away. Yeah, it's really cool. It, it it completely replaces having to hold flashlights. Um, it completely erases the need to hold light wands, uh, day wands, safety wands. Um, so, yeah, so it, it's what, awesome. I want, what I want you to do right now is anyone listening to this, 
Hopefully there are. I'm crossing both my fingers. Right now. <laughs> Maybe we have five if, listeners this time. If you, yeah, <laughs> if you're a line guy, I want you to just sit there for a minute, close your eyes, and think about how many damn times you're annoyed that you have to grab light wands, put light wands in your pocket, run them over and place them in a thing on a cone, run them over to the tug and have them roll off the hood, having to put them in a toolbox. And imagine that you don't have to do that anymore, that you just right. have the light wand on you and bam, yep. there it is. And, and it's going to be comfortable. It's going to be awesome. Um, and you know, it's just going to be, it's going to be cool. I think everyone's going to be kind of blown away and I think it's going to be something that's going to kind of help change the industry as well. So, so oh, I'm yeah. just going to, I'm just going to go right out there and give it away right now. So what we've developed is we've got this serum that you drink and <laughs> after you drink it, you look just like a six foot tall minion. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're like an X-Man, you know, I just, I, just I know I shouldn't low. have given it away, Aaron, but uh, you know, it was, <laughs> I just couldn't keep it in me anymore. Well, and, yeah. And just, just in case the FDA or something is listening, we're just totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it might be a good time to mention too, um, you know, talking about line guys getting paid more and, and I'm sure there's other positions throughout the industry, maybe even like mechanics need to get paid more. Um, everyone yeah. has, ha- has their own um, area of expertise where, you know, they deserve compensation for making people safe. Um, yeah. In, including pilots. I know there are pilots out there too that aren't paid well. And I think pilots maybe get the bad rap because some of them do get paid very handsomely. And so, but we know all of you aren't getting paid that way. So our goal is just to make things safer, to save money in the industry. So companies can look at paying their employees more. And it might be a good time to bring exactly. up as well that, and, and we're, we're also developing an app that is going to help um, with servicing and training to where, you know, we can help save companies money and hopefully they'll take that, the savings from, you know, the uh, absolute accident reduction. And, and well, anytime you can make, anytime you can make things safer and more efficient, um, every company's bottom line is affected and and they will absolutely see uh revenue better they'll see their bottom line uh improve um you know and uh that does absolutely give companies the opportunity to pay their employees more and you know appreciate everybody more um and uh you know the 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 funny thing about it is i'm sure part of the industry the reason why some of the pay is low is because you know, you go in for the interview and they're like, yeah, well, you know, you might fuel an occasional F-18 Hornet. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> they're like, well, pay a starting pay is seven fifty an hour. Okay. You know, just well, because they're telling you you get to go out and, you know, play with 747s and F-18s. And so I'm sure yeah. that's part of it because, you know, that aviation bug, man, it, it, it really allows you to take a lower pay. But, oh, uh, dude, it totally can, does if we can improve, you know, companies and their, their bottom line by being safer, you know, increasing safety and efficiency, I mean, it's just going to help everybody. Yeah. I, I can remember um, when I first started out at the FBO and not the, not the mail, 
room job. Yeah. I think <laughs> I, job. I wanted to say I started at like 750. I'm not sure, but yeah. Um, I remember after my first week of working, I just remember like sitting there thinking like, man, I get paid for this. This is awesome. You know? And then 10 years later, yeah. I remember one day sitting there being like, damn it, I don't get paid enough for this because <laughs> of how hard the work was. But Well, and after know. 12 years and you're, you started at 750 and now you're making 842. Yeah, yeah I know. Right? I know. You're I know because like a 10 cents an hour raise. Because <laughs> those bananas, man, the price of bananas have gone up in those 10 years. <laughs> speaking, spe- <laughs> speaking of bananas, did you guys see my Instagram Dude. post? My b oh, shirt yeah. I found at Hollister. Yeah, yeah that was great. We need, that was awesome. People need you to be going to our website, <laughs> rampcheckglobal.com. Yeah. And you, they need to order some of our gear. We've got Aaron uh, designed some cool new t shirt designs, like with the P51. and yeah um, yeah they're awesome know. the b-sob hats on there too the banana eating son of a bitch so <laughs> and and so we're going to be at the uh the hill air force base air show and mm-hmm. again that is um let's see it's it's, uh, it's june 23rd 23rd and 24th let's uh, see. yes according to their website it's in 18 days <laughs> 20 so, hours, okay. 54 <laughs> minutes and 30 seconds. So, there so, you go. so we're going to be out there at the air show. Um, you'll be able to see us. We'll be wearing some ramp check global gear. Um, yep. and you know, what would just be the coolest thing ever is, uh, go to our website, uh, rampcheckglobal.com. Uh, you know, go into the merchandise, grab a t-shirt, a hat or something. And if, if you're one of our listeners in Utah, Wear it to the air show and come find us. That, I, oh, yeah. that would just be awesome. Yeah, and here's, and that would here's be what's so going to cool. happen is this guy is going to be like, hey, I listened to your thing and this and that. And this is my two brothers and my sister, and we're your four followers. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I would still think that was pretty awesome. So Right. Well, uh, and... Oh, yeah. um, Ab- absolutely. The uh, yeah, I don't know if we'll have the autograph table out or not, but um, <laughs> I'll bring a pen just in case. You bring guys. a sharpie. You never know. You never know when you need a sharpie. So, um, just really That's quick, I, sharpie. I, no pens. No I, pens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All my pens are a little overused. Sorry. So I don't know if you saw this on my Instagram. I'm sure my brothers did, but um. So this weekend, I took my girlfriend down to uh, Santa Ana, California. Uh, we drove down, and I surprised her um, with a concert by seeing one of our favorite bands. Uh, their name is Oh Wonder. I don't know if you've seen them, if you've heard them. Check them out. They're awesome. But uh, just the moral of the story is make sure you have a Sharpie with you at all times because we're just driving down the street, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's them. They're walking right there on the side of the road. So we like, I flip an illegal U-turn. I'm sure they saw me like squealing my tires, pulling up. They're like, oh my God, we're all going to die. But anyway, they were super cool. Anthony and Josephine uh, from the band and uh, uh, William, her younger brother. They were just very gracious, but I didn't have a Sharpie with me, so they couldn't sign an autograph. But we did get a picture with them. Dude. I know, right? I I didn't know you were like... Irish or English, whatever that was, how you said U-turn, but... I know, it's, like, like, it's a U-turn. You said U-turn. 
kind of it's kind of like on a um oh shit now now i'm gonna get in trouble because i can't i can't remember the name of it like um, oh i saw the one walking down the street and i picked a u-turn galifianakis is a he's a retard what movie is that <laughs> um isn't that uh, one of the hangover one, movies right? Yes, I think it is. Or the one with Robert Downey Jr., I can't remember. Right, yeah. Yeah, it could have been that one, too. I didn't say it like that. You guys giving me shit for how I talk again. Dude, when you go back and listen to it, you're going to be like, (laughs) why did I say a U-turn? You said... You said you turn like Will Ferrell says hot tub in that shit yeah. where he's like, join us in the hot tub. In the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, my god, exactly. Yes, oh, always exactly. have a Sharpie with you. Thanks for that little uh, Sharpie. All right. Okay, that, so on that note, uh, yeah, Aaron, think... <laughs> where can everybody find you on social media? Okay, so my Instagram is at Aaron Rumfollow. That's A-A-R-O-N. R-U-M-F-A-L-L-O. And, of course, you know, you can find me through um, the Ramp Check Global Instagram as well. That's at Ramp Check Global. Um, and then we've also got a Facebook that's, you know, facebook.com slash Ramp Check Global. Uh, but I'm super into Instagram. I love posting pictures and um, have a great life and, and have a lot of fun. Love my wife, love my family, friends. Um, aviation, and uh, I'm posting shit all the time. So come join me. You are. So why, Aaron? <laughs> let me just ask you this: since you asked what? me, since you gave me so much shit about how I said you turn, um, why is it? Why is it that every time, every time I ask you, where can people find you on social media? It turns into a beauty pageant acceptance speech. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I'm trying to one-up your uh, circus <laughs> announcer bit. <laughs> All right, Ryan, where do we find you? Uh, you can find me. Mine's on the social easy media. one. At, at rumfollowme is uh, my Instagram. Um, obviously, I'm not as good if you check it out as, as Aaron as uh, posting things. Um, you know, I'm just... <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna get better, I promise. But you can still see kind of a great deal about what what I'm about, what my life's about. But um, you know, at room follow me, and then don't forget to go to at room at at ramp check global. <laughs> Isn't this a Star Wars ad? Are you part at, of Empire? Because you at, kept saying at at. at, at, at. <laughs> no, it's, it's not, an at at brother. It's not at at ramp check global. <laughs> he did it again and he did it again a follow please and don't it's listen one. to these two sobs making fun of me just go give us a follow <laughs> and tony it's your turn okay you you can can find find me at at <laughs> um, uh hey. what no, I your Instagram. Go oh, go yeah, ahead. Oh, okay. So you. on Instagram, I am at T Rumfollow. That's it. The the, um, the letter T like Tango, Rumfollow. R U M F A L L O. Um, and uh, tell your friends about us. Uh, find us. Uh, find the podcast, of course, on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Google Play, uh, SoundCloud. 
Uh, when you listen, share it with your friends, please. And uh, yes. rate and review. Five-star ratings. Um, we uh, were definitely working on getting a little bit more uh, frequent uh, in our podcasts. Uh, obviously, being in three different locations kind of makes it a little bit more difficult, but we're working on that. But And once again, um, look for us at uh, the Air Force or the Hill Air Force Base Air Show coming up here in uh, 18 days. 20 hours, 47 minutes, and 37 seconds now. Um, <laughs> 33 seconds yeah. now. And, uh, yeah, yeah, come and up and say hi to us. And oh, What was that? Yeah, we're also going to be working on um, having some cool guests on um, that have a lot of really cool aviation experiences to share. Yeah, we um, need to get our spinny side up dude on here. Yeah, we do. We do. And, and the cool thing is... Uh, even at the air show, you know, maybe we'll interview a few people there and, uh, you know, put them up on our yeah. podcast. So looking yeah. forward to that. Okay. That's, wanna... uh, that's it for me. Once again, find us, uh, rampcheckglobal.com, uh, all your favorite podcast outlets, share rate and review. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to you guys to take us home. Well, I will, uh, let me just say this, you guys, I'm feeling extremely proud right now that we made it through a whole podcast. And we really, we actually didn't get sidetracked with a few things that just made us laugh for like 10 minutes. So I'm pretty proud of us. <laughs> I know. We were, I know. I'm proud of us that we were a little more mature in this episode, but hey, there's no guarantees for future episodes. So <laughs> exactly. this, this is probably more the episode for someone to just grab a cup of coffee or a, a hot cup of whatever you like and turn on the fire. Cup of Joe. Get, get your pipe out. <laughs> Light your pipe. Please as long as it's it. not near an aircraft on the ramp, <laughs> right? This and this is the like... episode. This is the episode to share with your parents and your grandparents. That's exactly. right. That's correct. So, but exactly. the, the disclaimer: future episodes may not be so lax. <laughs> so that's all I'm going to say. Uh, I'll let Aaron finish it off. I'm going to say good day. It's been fun. Until the next one, Aaron. Take us yep. to the finish line. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening. You know, rate our podcast. Um, you know, share it. We would appreciate it. We've got a lot of exciting things that, that we have planned for the podcast and also the business and our products. Uh, we look forward to uh, meeting um, meeting you guys out there um, and uh, sharing our message and um, our products that have to do with efficiency and safety and. That's it, and I might as well say I love you, Jessica, who's my wife, and I'm going to actually go downstairs and see her right now. So you guys have a good day. Thanks. <laughs> you can wow. go taller, man. <laughs> <laughs>